Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Bits, part of Do the Woo, a podcast for WooCommerce builders. This show is brought to you by WP Activity Log that helps you or your clients keep track of team changes on any Woo shop. Now, before I get into my commentary, let's touch on WooCommerce Core. WooCommerce 6.5 Beta 1 is in the wild, so time to start testing. In addition, WooCommerce Blocks 7.4.0, 7.4.1, and 7.4.2 release notes introduce the new cart and check out inner blocks. Now you're able to insert Woo blocks into the available area of the blocks similar to what you would do with regular blocks. You can also move, edit, and optimize using the inner blocks. The release also includes some bug fixes and enhancements. Beyond that, I didn't find a lot of Woo news this week, so that brings me to what I said before, a bit of a commentary. And that is competition for WooCommerce. So on Twitter, I happened to come across this tweet from Carl Hancock via Gravity Forms. And what he said is, at last count, there are roughly 50,000 form builder plugins for WordPress, which I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe he's being a little sarcastic there, but I, I'm not sure because I haven't counted them. But it continues with, where are all the WooCommerce alternatives for WordPress? Now, this isn't the first time I've seen a comment similar to this, nor will it be the last time. And just to clarify before I get into anything, I'm always for a healthy competition. Now, in the comments that followed his tweet at the time that I recorded this podcast, there were a few that were mentioned. Aside from the typical sarcasm and joking around done by a few that I know on Twitter, the first few shared Lemon Squeezy and North Commerce and the Big Commerce integration. Carl then followed up by noting that these were SaaS solutions and he was looking more at WordPress first solutions. Then others were added like Simple Pay, which of course is on the other end of the spectrum, that being smaller plugins that do a specific function that maybe WooCommerce does. Now, as some noted, there are also plenty of WordPress plugins that can take the place of WooCommerce in some specific way. For example, I could just mention Paid Membership Pro. But from the comments, nothing really had met the robustness that WooCommerce has. And of course, I found an offshoot of someone who had retweeted Carl's tweet, obviously not a Woo fan, basically saying WooCommerce and WordPress just cannot even be looked at for serious e-commerce sites, with the emphasis being more on WordPress, actually, and the obvious labeling that open source just can't do it. So there's that other whole story there, but that kind of, you know, could take us down a rabbit hole. Now, this is a tough one, and, you know, I don't think anybody really has a straight answer, but I wanted to give you a perspective on this. I started the podcast Do the Woo in 2016, the one you're listening to right now. After a few shows, I decided to call it the WP e-commerce show, hitting the wider e-commerce space of WordPress. Over the four years I ran that, I did learn a lot. And I ended up talking about WooCommerce a lot, which may be another topic for another podcast. But in August of 2018, I decided to bring Do the Woo back so I was running both those podcasts at the same time, but I eventually decided to end the WP e-commerce show. So that's just a bit of a backstory there. A lot to unpack just in that one or two or three sentences. 
but I wanted to move into a couple of stories and experiences I've had that kind of touch on this a bit. First was a few years back, I was at a WordCamp where one of the new e-commerce solutions had a booth. Now, I'm not going to name them. And to be honest with you, I've forgotten their name. <laughs> so that, that must say a lot. I don't know. But anyway, now this was a time that I was weaving into Do The Woo, but also doing the WP Commerce show, but on the brink of ending that. And at the WordCamp, I saw very little activity at their booth compared to the other booths. So I took a little bit of time and talked to them, and two things became apparent. First, they had dumped literally quite a bit of money into marketing, and I don't feel from the conversation that it had really paid off. And I think the second thing was they learned that it was really tough being up against Wu if they were actually looking at grabbing some huge market share. Now, I'm not sure whatever happened to them. Like I said, I've even forgotten their brand name. But I would recognize it if I saw it, but yet I haven't heard or seen from them since. Now, the other story is something that happened within the last year or so. There was another solution that had come out. Again, I'm not going to name the name, and you'll kind of understand why I'm not going to do that. I started following them both on Twitter and LinkedIn to see what they were up to. My initial discovery was that in their marketing, they were going for it. I mean, they were labeling themselves as a better e-commerce solution for WordPress and WooCommerce. And they weren't beating around the bush. It was, it was pretty aggressive marketing. Next came what I call the nasty. And by that, I mean blatant trolling and disrespect. Now, it was specifically on LinkedIn whenever I shared a post about a podcast with someone from WooCommerce.com. They would come into the comments and basically sell their solution. They wouldn't even address what the podcast was about. They would just drop in a big sales pitch. And they'd also troll the comments, kind of always poking and stabbing at WooCommerce. At one point, I called them out, and they totally ignored me. I said, hey, you know, you just kind of put an ad in here, and nothing, crickets. Another time, I deleted their comments on the post, and they actually put them back in, redid them. <laughs> it was it was really weird. Let me tell you, this went on for some time with various posts I do on LinkedIn. I eventually blocked that person and that company on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you know me, it takes me a lot to block anyone. So they they pretty much pushed the limit on me. Now, apparently their marketing approach and aggressive tactics were not the way to either enter the WordPress space and build some trust and credibility. And yes, their marketing continues to be the same approach. I've seen it pop up, I think, on sponsored ads after I blocked them again and have not seen anybody in the space really talk about them. So I'm, I'm sure they're capturing some little area of the e-commerce space of WordPress. But if they have bigger goals of grabbing a bigger piece of the pie, I think they have a long ways to go. So with that all said, I probably should have some perspective on this doing what I do. Well, first of all, I'm going to apologize to Carl because I don't have the perfect answer for him. But I also think those two examples tell us a lot about 
the why. And if we thought about it, we could probably unpack a lot in those two stories and even have a further discussion. Now, maybe it's as simple as no one has found a way to come up with a competitive for woo, not directly, you know, where you're comparing apples and apples. SaaS seems to be the way moving forward, or at least it has been so far. And I can't predict if something's going to come out and blossom into another powerful solution. Now, on the other hand, smaller solutions, such as plugins, and I mentioned one before, they may make their way in to the ecosystem and do well. But we can't really say they would ever be a direct competitor to WooCommerce. So who knows? In any case, I'm one to never say never. So I just keep my eyes and ears open. If you have any thoughts on this from a different perspective, let me know. Maybe I can make it into a post or an episode on Do The Woo. Now, speaking of Do The Woo, well, it's been pretty busy around here. Just wanted to catch you up in case you missed anything. Started the week out talking a bit about our new Woo Dev Life snippets. And of course, we'll be looking for some developer life tips from you. Followed that up with a conversation with Jonathan and Robert about their experiences at CloudFest this year in Germany. With this size of a conference, rather huge, I think this year it was low, but it was around 7,000 people. You may find it interesting to discover if they heard anyone talking about WordPress or WooCommerce and also what they think next year's event may look like. Also, if you're heading to the online Aterum Web Agency Summit next week, that's at aterum.io slash summit. It runs the 26th through the 29th. And if you are an agency or a freelancer, you won't want to miss this one. Do the Woo is a media sponsor again this year. And in two episodes of Do The Woo, you'll get some great tips from four of the speakers. First one is all about accessibility and ROI. The second show is with three speakers touching on simplifying the complex. And that's, you know, if you're a freelancer or agency. Also, just a side note, I'll be doing a conversation in the networking lounge about Do The Woo and the developer community on Tuesday, the 26th at 3.30 Eastern time. So pop in there and join me. Lastly, we rounded the week up with Marcus and guest host Courtney. They talk about doing presentations and being on podcasts. And as anyone else, yes, this can build your network, but you probably never really thought about it, that it can also help build your career or maybe even help you find your next career. So that's it for this week's Woo Bits. And again, thanks to our pod friend, WP Activity Log, helping you or your clients keep track of team changes in WooCommerce, such as changes in the store settings, coupons, order products, and a lot more that you can find at WPActivityLog.com. Make sure to subscribe to Do The Woo at dothewoo.io slash subscribe. We'll see you next week and keep on doing the woo.